This is a Research in Practice podcast, supporting evidence-informed practice with children and families, young people and adults. Hello everyone and welcome to this Research in Practice podcast. My name is Mary Robson and I'm a Research and Development Officer. So today in this podcast, we're going to be exploring older people's experiences of specialised and innovative housing models. And this builds upon and I guess brings to life our recent evidence review entitled Aging Well, Housing Options and Alternative Modes of Living for Later Life, which can be found on our website. Today, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Alison and Betty, who are home sharers. So welcome both of you. How are you today? Thank you. We're very well, thank you. I'm very well. How are you, Betty? I'm fine, dear. Thank you. Yes. Brilliant. So would you like to introduce yourselves? Yes, um, I'm Alison. Um, so I'm Betty's home sharer. I am 58. Um, I work as a therapist and a student mentor, um, and which is um, work that I'm very passionate about. And I've been doing that for many years and I still love it. So I'm absolutely uh, delighted to be involved in work that helps facilitate and supporting people in their development. Um, I love walking. I love reading. I love swimming. Um, that's me. Betty. I'm Betty. Um, my birth certificate says I'm a hun- I was 100 in May 2021. Sometimes I think they're right, but sometimes I'm like the song, 16, growing up 17. Um, I had a very happy childhood on a farm. Um, so I'm a country lover, love animals, um, nature, um, people are bossy and nosy, always interested in people. And I love books. I taught English at secondary level for 20 years and loved it. And then in my early 40s, I married a lovely man and we adopted two children. So I gave up full-time teaching and did all sorts of odd jobs. My dear husband died just over a year ago. I have a very caring family who um, ensured that I could remain as independent as possible. I'm nearly blind, um, arthritic, and uh, increasingly deaf, but I have amazingly good health, considering that I'm as old as I am, and I'm very well looked after, and have a very happy full life with lots of friends and a great support system. Fantastic. Oh, well, I'm yeah, so delighted that you're both here um, and really excited to talk to you both today. So shall we start by, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about what home sharing is maybe for listeners who've never heard of home sharing before. Yeah, well, for me, home sharing is, um, it's my understanding is generally an older person who has accommodation available in their home and they want to stay at home and be supported at home for as long as possible, um, invites a, a home sharer to come and live in the home with cheaper accommodation in return for support, a presence in the house, some companionship, um, helping with day-to-day, day-to-day living, really. And, and, and what were some of the reasons for choosing home sharing? Um, I'm always up for an adventure. 
So I saw the I saw the advert and I saw this kind of different way of living and different way of kind of sharing a house with someone. Um, and I thought, well, I, I'm really interested in, in doing that. And I'd like to look at another alternative um, about living. I've lived in lots of shared houses with people. And I saw this advert to live with Betty. And I thought, yeah, I'm kind of curious, interested. And I would like to see what this is all about. Brilliant. And, and Betty, what were your reasons for, for choosing home sharing? What were your reasons, Betty? Um, I had a good support system and a very caring family who did everything to make it possible for me to continue to live in my own home independently. But I was alone overnight and they were a bit worried about this because I'm obsessed with um, security. Um, I think I got a bit of OCD. So I check and double check and treble check taps and um, switches and things. And um, my son's partner saw um, details of this home share and said, would you like to try? And I wasn't quite sure, but I thought maybe it was a good idea. And it worked much better than I thought it would. It's worked absolutely fine it's been a tremendous help to me fantastic that's brilliant um and i'm just wondering what's what was the process like to to become a home sharer how did that work well i was looking for accommodation in the city and so i saw this advert on the on the spare room website um, that said low cost accommodation in return for some help around the house um, so I applied to the agency. Um, then I spoke to the coordinator at the agency. So I had a sort of, I think they do call it an interview to, to check me out a bit, find out a bit more about me. Um, filled in application forms, uh, which included reference checks and DBS checks. And it was a step-by-step -step process, really. So I filled out all the forms, had, had the meeting. We had a phone call arranged with Betty and her son and partner uh, so we could all hear each other. And then we arranged a meeting. And when I came to meet Betty at her house, her son and partner were here, as well as her daytime carer and a daytime carer's granddaughter. Um, so I had a whole family experience uh, of, of meeting everyone. Um, after that, um, I, I understand from the coordinator at the agency that we both keep, that she was checking in with both of us to see if we wanted to get, carry on going ahead, uh, which we did. So it felt like a very helpful, useful step-by-step -step process along, along the way. And once I'd moved in, um, again, check in with the agency after a couple of days, then at the end of that week, and then in a month. So I think the beauty of the agency is that any time either of us can get in touch if, we, if there's any problems that arise, you know, that we feel that we can't deal with. Um, there's the safety net, the security, there's the agreement that we both have signed to say what we understand, what we know that the house share is all about. 
So it's, it sounds like quite a thorough process. Yes, it was for me. What do you think, Betty? Well, the agency um, sent us details of one person and um, it sounded promising, but she decided against it. Then they sent us details of a second one and the same thing happened. So this was the third one. So they took a lot of trouble in finding a suitable person. Um, during the um, trial period, our original plan for the rooms didn't really work out. Alison was not altogether happy when she tried the setup that we'd got. So we didn't want to give up by that time. We decided that we liked one another so well, we wanted it to work. So we, we moved things around and um, we met one another halfway. And we've now got a, a system that works very well. She's got a different room from what we originally planned. Um, it meant that the room had to be redecorated, but we reached an agreement whereby we provided the materials and Alison decorated it as she wanted. And um, we provided a rug and uh, things like that. And it's worked extremely well. In fact, better than what we originally planned. But um, right through, the agency supported us and listened to our advice. And I'm very glad that we didn't give up at the first hurdle. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, Betty, absolutely, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. And, and what's a kind of average day like in, in your home as home sharers? What's, what's that like? Day to day, we um, get up. We usually have a bit of breakfast together, Betty, don't we? Yes. Um, well, Betty's usually had her breakfast before me, but we meet in the kitchen, uh, have a cuppa, talk about our plans for the day, chew over the cud a bit, don't we? Talk about life, the universe and everything, what's going on <laughs> with both of us. And um, I generally work in the afternoons um, and Betty has her... Um, daytime carer coming in in the afternoons so we often um, have a chit chat along the way or sometimes I help better with phone calls or post or, or anything like washing or anything like that um, and sometimes we meet hang out in the evening don't we we both love reading so we're uh, we're reading the art of happiness by the Dalai Lama at the moment which is uh, very Ooh. stimulating and provoking lots of questions Betty <laughs> Very much so. I bet, I bet. I don't understand that. What do you make of it? <laughs> How about you, Betty? What's well, I think Alison has described what happens, really. Um, she is not a carer. We have to remember that. But she's very kind and does all sorts of odd things, like making the odd cup of tea and... Um, saying, shall I open that letter for you or do you want me to find a number on the phone? But she is not a carer. We must remember that um, and not take advantage. But we really spend quite a bit of time together mm. and um, enjoy discussing things. I'm always interested in news of her family. She's interested in news of mine. Mm. And uh, we discuss all sorts of things. 
Yeah. Get on very well, really. It's like having another member of the family there, really. But she also has her own life and her own interests, and so do I. I mean, we do we do have a um, a kind of a written agreement uh, with the agency, which is I live in the house as, as part of the family. I provide a, approximately sixty hours a week of time with Betty, companionship, helping around the house. Um, I cook meals for Betty at the weekend uh, on Saturday and Sunday, which I lo- I love cooking, so I love. Uh, suggesting lots of uh, uh, recipes. Often I find these, dig out these cards from Waitrose that have these recipes. So do you fancy that, Betty? Yes. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's kind of a, you know, a written down structure of what, uh, I suppose it's about the boundaries. Like Betty says, it's to kind of spell out that I'm not Betty's carer. Um, I think that's, it's important to, to have that spelt out really, because oh. Betty does have a carer in the morning, a carer at lunchtime, and during the weekday, um, a carer in the afternoon, and, um, and at the weekend, her son is her official carer. So I think that's important to have that boundary, yeah. but around that boundary, uh, for me, it's just a fantastic setup. I think it's a brilliant concept. I think it's a, a, a brilliant idea and it works really well for me. I think it works for us because Betty is inspiring. Betty is an inspiring human being. And sometimes I look at her and think, you're a hundred years old. But like like Betty said, 16 going on 17, she's she's interested in life. So for me, it's like I'm living with someone who's who's alive, which is fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant, and kind of I guess linked to that. What what is, what do you kind of most enjoy about home sharing? <laughs> I, I for me, I really enjoy Betty's company. We have a laugh. To, we laugh together a lot, which is that's crucial for me. And Betty has often said we're both sort of as dotty as each other, which I completely agree with. (laughs) And um, it's it's just lovely to be part of Betty's life and for Betty to be part of my life. Um, It has worked out so much better than I was expecting. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's great. It's uh, when I when I came round to see Betty, and Betty said, "What do you think?" I said, "Well, I'm up for the adventure if you are." And it and it is an adventure. It's like a, a whole new, yeah, something I hadn't imagined I would be doing. But it's it's great. What? Do, how about you, Betty? Absolutely agree. I think it was the the fact that she thought of it as, as an adventure which attracted me. And um, she's she's absolutely part of the family now. Um, when I had my birthday celebrations, she was part of it. But you have to be also, you have to respect the boundaries, as she said. Um, she's not a carer, but she's very kind and she does all sorts of things that she doesn't have to do. But if you're not careful, you get in the habit of taking that for granted and you mustn't do that. The other day, um, my son, who's my Sunday carer, overslept. And he said, 
do you really need me? And I said, well, there, no, there's all the locking up and everything to do. And he said, can't Alison do that? And I said, look, we mustn't take Alison for granted. This is not, she's not a carer. And the danger is that you slip past the boundaries without realising it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, Alison? yeah. So it's it's for both of us, isn't it, to just be mindful of of that boundary. And it sounds like open communication is a real, you know, really present in 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 the home sharing. Um, set up and between between yourselves as well definitely absolutely and Betty says always says to me be honest because when we had the issue with the room uh, at the start Betty said be honest is it the room <laughs> is it just about the room that's making you think you don't want to stay I said yes it's the room so, and then we, and we sorted that out so absolutely you need to be honest because that's that's the way for communication to work isn't it if I think honesty is perhaps the most important thing um, because what drives you dotty is not the big things, it's the little things. Um, and you have to be able to say, look, I find this annoying or I find this difficult without yeah. the other person taking offence. And particularly when you're dealing with an elderly person, you have to be able to put yourselves in their shoes. And some of the things that don't seem obvious, in fact, are very important. For example, if you're blind and people move things for what seems them a good reason, it can be terribly frustrating because the blind person puts things where she can find them. She has to find them by feel. She can't see them. And if you shift them, no matter how good a reason you may have for shifting them, it can throw her completely. You also have to realise that you are dealing with, an old, with a blind and elderly person. She will be irritatingly so. You will have to keep repeating what you say. And it can drive some people dotty. Um, I think you just, A, have to be honest. B, it's important that you respect the other person's privacy. I don't go into Alison's room without asking. She doesn't come into mine without asking. You have to know where the lines are drawn. Even when you become very fond of one another, you've still got to keep those boundaries that are respected. Mm. I'm very bossy. And Alison tells me I'm being bossy. <laughs> I'm also very nosy. And I hope she'll tell me when I'm being unduly nosy. <laughs> but I think Betty's... It's spot on, you know, there's quite a few examples when I first moved in about moving things. I'm in the kitchen and I think, oh, that's better over there. And then I realise um, that things are in a certain place for a reason because Betty can't see. She's feeling her way for where things are. So it's, a, it's very interesting to go through that process, really. 
well, I wonder why that's there. I'm going to put it in a better place. <laughs> and Betty's saying, where is the... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've moved it to be out of the way, but it's in the way for a reason. Oh. So it's that empathy thing of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. And, and, um, and honesty about living together and what works. Yeah. And, and do you have any kind of advice for anyone who's thinking about home sharing? Anything they might want to consider or anything that you think would be helpful? I think, um, I know when I went through the process prior to coming to Betty's, um, I would, as somebody who's wanting to go into someone's home, check, really check for yourself if the person wants you there. Because the um, home share that I went to prior to coming to Betty's, the family really wanted me to be in the house to, to be a presence um, for, for their elderly mother. But the mother didn't really want me there. So uh, that would be my big piece of advice. Really check as you go through the process that the person actually wants you there. It's about communication and, and, and being a companion to someone. Um, and as Betty said, you need to be, you need to have patience and tolerance. Um, if you haven't been around an older person before, um, there's a, a you know, as Betty said, she can't hear very well, she can't see very well. So it's about just being considerate of that. Any advice that you would give Betty or considerations for people? I think we've covered the most important things. Um, it's not for everybody. No. Um, yeah. It's quite difficult when you've had a husband that you love very much and it's been your home together to have somebody else come in and I wondered whether it would work. I think the reason that it does work is that I find people endlessly interesting but I don't think it would necessarily work for everybody. Mm. If you think this is my home and Dick's home and this is the way we've always had it and I don't want anything changed. It's going to be difficult. I think it. I think one of the great advantages, though, is that it keeps the old brain ticking over. Mm. Um, it's a great mental stimulus. Getting used to somebody different, new ideas, and that is good mm. because you can so easily sort of deteriorate mentally when you get older. And it's a challenge to learn to live with somebody else. And it, it, it's good for you. Brilliant. Do you agree with that, Alison? Absolutely, Betty. I like a challenge myself. You're good for me. With Betty was saying, well, why are you doing that? <laughs> I think that's a very good question, Betty. Why am I doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds, yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of fun together as well and a lot of laughter and companionship and but again you have to have to have guidelines i am bossy 
And she tells me what she's doing. And sometimes I think you're not doing the right thing. So I say, well, why don't you do so-and-so? <laughs> and it's her life. It's not my life. <laughs> but it's because I'm a born teacher. I know. And I, I've said to my friends, I can tell that Betty was a teacher because it's full of questions, which are very, you know, very interesting and provoking questions. As teachers ask you questions, don't you think, hmm, Okay, but that, it's stimulation for me as well. Yeah, but it, it can go too far. <laughs> you can't run other people's lives for them. <laughs> we, but we do have a lot of fun together. And I, I'm, you know, I can look <laughs> to say to you, that's enough bossiness, thanks very much. <laughs> you know, sometimes she must think, do I really want to live with a teacher all the time? <laughs> And then is, is there anything else important that um, I've missed that you'd like to share? I, I think it's, I would want to, you know, I'm really um, delighted to have the invitation to be, for us to be able to talk about it with you, that you're doing research into this, uh, because I really, I think it's a fantastic concept and I think it's a fantastic thing when it works in practice. And um, when, I, when I told friends and family that I was entering into this, nobody's heard of it. But I think it's something that could just really help change um, living situations for older people, for younger people. But, you know, the agency we're with is about generations. It's generations meeting up and it's a, it's a community thing you know I think it's I just think it's fantastic anything you want to add better? no I would absolutely agree with that a lot of my friends have been most interested and said well we've not heard of this um, and I think there are a lot of people who could benefit from it um, and it's a pity that it's not better known it's but, not for everybody, that's true, but yeah. it, when it does work, it's been a tremendous help. I, it's completely changed my love, and I'm very grateful. Fantastic. Well, we, we hope this podcast will, will go some way to kind of opening up imaginations around, you know, the possibilities of home sharing and, and that, you know, that it's an option for later life as well. Um, so it's been absolutely fantastic to speak to you both today and I'm yeah, so pleased that you've joined us and shared your experience um, so thank you very very much you're very welcome Mary thank you thank you Mary For listening to this research in practice podcast we hope you've enjoyed it why not share with your colleagues and let us know your thoughts on twitter tweet us at research ip